think is multidimensional. It's a wide, wide river. Like, relax. If I want to focus on asteroids, there are other black people focusing on asteroids. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you've ta- you you study restoration. That's like it's fascinating <laughs> and it's cool. And I'll read your book later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Revel, a collection of realms, comedies, dramedies, and rom com oddities. My name is Rhoda. I'm a producer at Realm, and I'm Pia Wilson. And I wrote "If I Go Missing," which is did it. Stay tuned after the episode for more discussion between me and Pia. Stay tuned. (laughs) Here is episode three of If I Go Missing, The Witches Did It. We'll be back just after this. Hello. I wanted to take a moment to thank you for listening and also to explain why you might hear ads like this before, during, or even after an episode. We're a small but mighty team here at Realm, And to help fund our shows, we promote products or services that we think you'd enjoy from a variety of sponsors. If any of our ads interest you, one of the best ways to support us is by visiting the link or using the promo code in the ad. It's pretty much a win-win since you can get some great deals and we can keep making awesome shows like this one. You can also visit realm.fm slash partners for more information about our sponsors and how to access the different promotions. Thanks again for joining us in our corner of the universe. Listen away. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Log, July 8th. Brooke had her knickknacks and Megan had her spells. So what was Carmen's deal? I had invited her over to see what weird little thing she was hiding behind her public persona. She pulled a small gift bag out of her tote. Of course, she had a hostess gift. This is our Jade Crystal Infused Morning Face Cream. The Jade stabilizes the personality and promotes self-sufficiency, soothes the mind by releasing negative thoughts. It also helps with emotional release, especially irritability she said, taking the glass jar out of the box and pointing out the flecks of jade in the cream. This is real jade. I have a connection in Myanmar. Treat it like a ritual. There are affirmative phrases to repeat with every step. How do you try to fix somebody and call it a gift? I half expected her to say the cream would lighten my skin too. Thanks, beauty is currency. I guess we agree I need an influx of cash. I suppose you could look at it that way, but it's just being kind to yourself. Capitalism cons package is self-care. I couldn't let it go. (laughs) I don't know how you can participate in that, sis, I said, wanting her to see the full stankness in my face. You should be giving back to the community. Do something positive for the culture? You're out here selling $70 face creams that you know most of us can't even buy. She picked up her tote bag, and for a moment, I thought she was going to calmly bash me over the head with it. But I couldn't get a read on her. 
I wouldn't expect another black woman to shame me for being ambitious. The community is better off when more of us are better off. I hope to become a billionaire one day. Billionaires are an indictment of the rigged system that creates new homelessness and food insecurity on the daily. Carmen headed for the door. I noticed she hadn't eaten any of the finger sandwiches Victor had gotten. The tea was cold. Me being a brunch alternate was up in smoke and all because I had to show my ass instead of playing nice. And not that it's any of your business, but I am very connected to my communities, black and Latina. I was hoping to connect with you today, Jenna. Help you navigate the very white space that is Bedford. But I guess not. She said, closing the front door behind her. Realm presents If I Go Missing, The Witches Did It. Episode 3. When she left, Victor came out of the kitchen where he'd obviously been eavesdropping. We had a big fight about my alleged self-destructive tendencies and my so-called judgmental feelings about the four goddesses, even though, according to him, they've gone out of their way to be nice to me. It's not just these women, but people with money in general. How come people are always money adjacent with you? People with money. You say you come from a rich family without saying you're rich yourself. I hate when you say, it's my parents' money, not mine. It's yours. I stormed upstairs to our bedroom, but not before I blamed Mercury Retrograde for the whole ugly mess with Carmen. I said that just to get under Victor's skin. You should refocus on your book, babe. He yelled upstairs after I'd been pacing the floor for about 20 minutes. I ignored him. For some reason, Mommy Megan's white girl magic popped into my head. I wondered if I could do some kind of nose-wiggly spell that would make Victor feel bad for making me feel bad. I drew some lips on some toilet paper like Megan had done. I drew Victor's eyebrows too for good measure. I wrote down some of the things he said about being careful about his family's reputation. And I drew a squiggly, babe, because sometimes he calls me babe like he means it, and sometimes it's a command. I said, stop talking shit about me and feel bad about not supporting me like you should. Then I flushed it in the toilet. The spell didn't work. I went downstairs to eat some of the sandwiches from the afternoon tea, and Victor gave me the cold shoulder, as expected. Guess I needed another person to witness me doing it like I had done for Megan. I'll own up to being a little self-conscious when it comes to Brooke, Mommy, Megan, and them. I'm not going to tell Victor that. The goddesses, except for Bibi, have been trying to be friendly with me with their little magic spells, rituals, and beauty cream affirmations. New book title. Influencers can't make you feel bad about yourself. Only you can. The first thing I want to say is thank you, Elise. I truly appreciate your help in finding Jenna. That said, I think maybe we should keep the search off social media. I could tell he wouldn't like the hashtags I had created while I was working on them. Just women's intuition. Yet, I failed to come up with a backup plan. Oh, what does that say about my organizational skills? 
Maybe I shouldn't be leading this search. Jenna deserves better than me. Things live on the internet forever. When Jenna comes back, I'll feel bad if there's a hashtag about her missing out there on social media platforms for all of time. I don't think these platforms will last forever. I hope not. Thinking of some less than flattering selfies I've left up as a commitment to authenticity. I hope you're right. <laughs> Other people have tagged me in some pretty embarrassing pictures from college. I'm gonna have to look them up. <laughs> he blushes. Excuse me while I die. <laughs> I look around the sitting room to avoid staring at him. Victor's great uncle had wonderful taste. I can't understand why Jenna would call it creepy. I've been texting friends in Brooklyn and casually mentioning Jenna to see if anyone has seen her. I know it's the long way around, but I think Jenna would be more comfortable with that type of approach. You can poke around here. Sounds good. Gosh, you know, I have to say how much easier it is to bounce ideas for the search off of you in person. I feel so much more comfortable here than in my room at the bed and breakfast. Sounds awful. Would you mind if I stay here? Oh God, what did I just say? Am I still alive? Okay, Victor's eyebrows are wiggling as though they're doing some sort of calculation. Oh my God, what have I done? You can totally say no, I was half joking. I say, denying myself air until he speaks. I'm getting a bit dizzy. Of course. Where are my manners? I should have offered myself. Full disclosure, I've gone back to smoking cigarettes every day since Jenna left. Only outside, though. Guess I'm a little nervous. I understand. Thank you so much for letting me stay. I say, standing to leave before he changes his mind. When I get into town, I put in a call to my bosses. Sylvania answers her phone directly. Awful name. Awful person. What was her mother thinking? The name Sylvia was right there. Short story even shorter. They hate the recording I sent them. This is the lamest thing I've ever heard, Elise. We wanted something super sexy. Some reality star bought their kid a horse. Who gives a fuck? Speaking of fucking... Is there no one fucking someone they shouldn't be fucking? I thought you had connections out there. I do. Almost everyone is gone. I told you that would be the case. She hangs up on me. Not another word, not a threat. Okay, I need a reset. Is it more important to keep a job that doesn't fulfill me? Or is it more important to find Jenna? Finding Jenna is more important. Of course, if I keep my job, I can always use that platform to find Jenna if it gets to that point. I'd have to talk Victor into it. But I can be a force of nature when I need to be. And damn it, Jenna needs me to be. Log, July 10th. When I ran into Carmen in town today, I didn't know whether she was going to give me the cold shoulder or smack me. She was as polite as ever, though, as she wished me a good morning. I didn't want to apologize, but I also needed to get back into her good graces. I have a lot of anxiety, and it gets the best of me sometimes. 
Victor says I have a lot of self-destructive tendencies. You shouldn't let a man define you. Her eyes look different. Like there was a muddy orange ring of fire around the irises. All I could do was hold up a solidarity fist to acknowledge what she said. Um, here, I said, handing her the star chart I'd drawn for her. I jumped into explaining her chart, starting with the basics. Sun in Pisces, sensitive and creative, moon in Sagittarius, generous and friendly, cancer rising, family-oriented, and all about comfort. In medical astrology, different signs relate to different parts of your body. You're Pisces and vulnerable to illnesses affecting your feet or lymphatic system. I'm a Virgo, so it's my intestines, fingers, spleen, and lower spine. You know... I've been thinking about starting a line of body creams targeted to sun signs. But now that you've told me all this, I think I could go deeper. Maybe uh, private consultations and custom creams. I was definitely feeling some kind of way about Carmen wanting to use astrology to make money. I want to educate people. She wants to make a profit. But I came here to play nice. And as it turns out, playing nice works. Why don't you join me for brunch? There are some people I think you'd like to meet. Fast forward to me and Carmen sitting with a small group of Black women from all over Westchester. It was a swanky restaurant. Thick tapestries on the wall, heavy wood tables and chairs, like a steakhouse with a slight feminine touch. Things started out all right. This professor of economics at an almost Ivy League university, Dr. Minnie Hager, and I talk so much about systems of wealth and poverty that the other women teased that they were bored. Dr. Hager offered to pass my manuscript along to her publisher friends. Carmen, you should introduce Jenna to your friend, Belinda Beckett. Dr. Hager said. I could feel my self-esteem shrivel. It's bad enough that I feel like I've got zero accomplishments at 29, but I didn't feel black enough around these women. I know plenty about the economic legacy of slavery. I don't know random stories about black inventors or educators like they did. I haven't read Chimamanda Ngozi's Adichie, We Should All Be Feminist yet, even though it's been on my reading list for four years. I didn't do anything for Juneteenth this year. I never have. No, I'm not a Kappa or Delta. When they asked about my love life, I was embarrassed for the first time ever to say that I am living with a man and that man is white. He's a Richardson, Felix's grandnephew, Carmen said to blunt the woman's disappointment. A good family. Ugh, no wonder the Richardson didn't want me going around fucking up their reputation. Everyone thought they walked on water. Still, I was ashamed of how I was ashamed of being in love with and loved by Victor. I've never been happier to see a server bring the bill. When you're ready. Except they wanted to divide the bill evenly. Over a hundred dollars per person. What stratosphere is this? My tree. Since I invited you. No, I couldn't. I just need to... I insist. Let capitalism work to your benefit this time. I tried to get the women to itemize the bill instead. Carmen looked at me like I had stabbed her in the thigh with a fork. After some confusion, Dr. Hager jumped up and grabbed our server to hand him her credit card to pay for the entire meal. 
The silence that befell the table could have crushed my bones. I thanked Dr. Hager and ran out. Carmen was fast on my heels. She grabbed my elbow. What happened back there? What happened is you set me up to look bad. I bet you were waiting the whole time to get in your little jab about capitalism. The rings of fire were burning in her eyes again. Oh my God, Jenna. The world does not revolve around you. No one is out to get you. I know you are wrestling with certain demons, but- I should have never told you that. Having anxiety does not mean you get to be bitchy and we just have to accept it. There are consequences to your behavior. Get off your high horse, Carmen. I am over here trying to help you, Jenna. She said, grabbing my hands and closing her eyes. All skin folk ain't kinfolk. I snatched my hands away from her. When I looked down at them, I saw my color literally fading away. What did you do? I screamed at her over and over. The color was bleeding off of me. My arms, my shoulders, I ran off. I couldn't see what was happening to my neck and face, but I'm sure I was fading in those places too. When I got back to the house, I ate a few edibles to calm the fuck down. My skin went back to normal. Whatever Carmen had done to me was over. Maybe she's a witch too. A real one. Not that bewitched shit Megan was doing. Ugh, I need to look up some voodoo or Santeria stuff. Everything was good until Victor got a call from his mother. One of the ladies, not Dr. Hager, Mrs. Abraham, called Victor's mom about my outburst outside the restaurant. What is going on, babe? And don't tell me it's about being around rich people either. You were never like this in Brooklyn. Why do you always take other people's side? Was Mrs. Abraham lying? Did you yell at Carmen outside the restaurant? When I said the old woman wasn't lying, Victor asked me to apologize to Carmen and accept money from him to pay Dr. Hager back, not just for my portion, but for the whole luncheon. I said no, I could find the money myself. I don't have that kind of money laying around. We both know it, but I wouldn't give in. Then, Colonial Jenna appeared in the corner. I jumped a little, but Victor didn't notice. She looked sad, like she was disappointed in me. Even the ghost was on Victor's side. Maybe she knew what he was going to say next. Jenna, I don't know if I can go on like this. Me either. Fuck! Hey everybody, it's Kaylin at Revel, and I want to tell you about Green Chef. With curated market items to support clean eating, Green Chef is convenient and healthy. They use fresh, organic foods, as well as 100% sustainably sourced seafood and antibiotic and hormone-free chicken. And they have vegan and keto and lots of other options for you, too. Green Chef can help you save time in the kitchen, with dinners that take 30 minutes and lunches that take 10. I love Green Chef because it takes the guesswork out of eating healthy, so I can focus on other things that I really care about, like going to the park with my dog or playing music. So if you want to free up more time to do things that you love, go to greenchef.com slash revel50 to get 50% off plus 20% off the next two months. That's greenchef.com slash revel50 to get 50% off plus 20% off the next two months. Are you thinking about getting into Dungeons and Dragons? Maybe you're looking to expand your horizons as a DM or a player. If that's the case, then it's time for you to check out the Dungeon Cast, the best D&D podcast out there that helps you passively learn all about the game just by listening. Find the Dungeon Cast anywhere you get podcasts or on YouTube. Is, 
Is that Bobby Kawasaki? I ask myself as I'm headed back to my B&B. It... It is! Oh, my first boyfriend from high school. He's wrapping up an outdoor yoga class at the park just across the street. I wait for Bobby to finish and thank everyone for coming. I can see from the ring on his finger that he's married. Oh, all the good ones are taken. Look at him. So fit and a little bit taller than I remember. Oh, nope. He was standing on a small hill. That's okay. <sighs> if I'd played my cards better, I could have been his wife. We could have had kids and a yoga business together. Bobby! Bobby Kawasaki! I shouted him. For a second, it looks like he's going to walk away without coming over, but then he does. I meet him halfway. Hmm, that's a weird look he has on his face. Elise? He says, extending his hand. I take his hand into both of mine, and I imagine I'm giving him a hug. I expect him to say, nice to see you, after my name, but nothing comes. Bobby, I finally went to Tokyo last year for Fashion Week, and I kept wishing you were with me so I could see the real Tokyo. Jesus, Elise. Even after all these years, you're fetishizing me. I, I, I start to stammer like a talking fish thrust onto dry land. You wore a kimono and half our dates in high school. You learned Japanese phrases so you could talk to my mother. She's third-generation American. I feel like I'm gonna vomit. <sighs> I know you didn't mean to, but you really othered me in ways that even the most racist kids didn't. I am devastated. I'm sorry, I say. And before my white lady tears can spill out of my eyes and make matters worse, I excuse myself and run back to the B&B. Safely inside, I consider calling Victor and telling him I won't be staying in Bedford after all. I know I'm being dramatic, but I just want to go back to Manhattan. I'll let my father set me up with a proper job. I can reorient myself, re-educate myself, something. Miss Edgerton, your friend is outside waiting for you. He's already taken your bags. The innkeeper says, her tea-stained teeth on full display. Is everything all right, dear? I say yes and hug her. Her... what was her name again? She's been kind to me when I have not been kind to her. The world needs more kindness. I want to be a better person. And Victor has come to get me, such a gentleman. I'm quiet during the ride, and Victor asks me if something is wrong. I say I'm worried about Jenna, and that's true. It's probably the only true statement I can make right now. I certainly can't tell him Bobby Kawasaki basically called me a racist. Victor shows me to my room, and I just want to go to sleep. When I go to the bathroom to wash my face, I see a makeup bag on top of the toilet. I know it's not Victor's, and it certainly didn't belong to Great Uncle Felix. I know I shouldn't look through it, but I just feel like you can tell a lot about a woman from what's in her makeup bag. I smuggle it back to my room. There are very few things in the bag. Eyeliner, mascara, concealer, and brown lipstick. There's also a sample-sized bottle of foundation in the bag. So, 
Jenna's the type of girl, no, type of woman, who saves foundation samples for special occasions. Okay. I wonder how it feels. I open the tiny bottle and put a little on my fingertips. Nice. Creamy. Before I know it, I dab a bit of it on my cheek. What has possessed me? I'm sure this foundation is too rich for my skin, and it will give me a pimple by morning. I return to the bathroom to wash it off and finish my nightly beauty routine. I lather up and notice that the color of Jenna's foundation is in sharp contrast to the whiteness of my hands. I look up and into the mirror. The same contrast. These simple differences in skin tone mean that Jenna and I experience the world in such vastly different ways. My God, how difficult it must be for Jenna to move through life as a black woman stuck in America. Wow, this really drives it home for me. I'm tempted to take a picture, but how would I use it? Instagram? No, I would get eviscerated. People wouldn't understand. I wonder what kind of black woman I would be. If Black Elise went missing, would anyone care? If I went missing now, would anyone really care? I don't think Sabine and my father would notice I was gone until Christmas. Jenna and I are alike in that way, I think, as I wash the brown off of my face. Log July 10th. I decided to go sit by the lake for a while and clear my head after my fight with Victor. I had started freaking out again about the way Carmen made the color in my skin fade away. The internet had no explanation for what happened to me. I thought about where I'd live if Victor and I broke up. I know Victor's going to offer money to help me, but fuck that. I've done this before. I always land on my feet. No more rich boys, though. Staring at the moon on the lake, a lot of shit went through my mind. I know I was high as hell, still am a little bit, but the reflection of the moon in the water started to change shape. I saw myself doing a reading from my new book and then an interview on TV. I looked successful. I instantly knew that if I would just focus on the goddesses and be their friend instead of their adversary, I could have everything I wanted. If I could just join their circle, I swear I heard the word circle, I would be a famous author. It felt like a suggestion from the universe, but I'm still not sure that would work unless I give up on it being a burn book about the uselessness of influencers. If I join their circle, would that mean I had to become an influencer too? Yuck. Regardless, I need to apologize to Carmen again and get the X off my black card. I feel like this kind of beef could come back to bite me professionally. After that, I don't know what to do. The longer I stay here, the messier I get. I never had a vision before stepping foot on great Uncle Felix's property. <sighs> never saw a ghost with my own eyes. Oh, shit. If I don't fix shit here, is Colonial Jenna going to follow me all the way back to Brooklyn? 
Hi! Welcome back. I'm Rhoda Bayessa, a producer at Realm, and I'm here with the ever-so-fantastic writer of the show you are listening to, Pia Wilson. Pia, let's talk about episode three, because I need to hear more about Black Lady Brunch. Yes. <laughs> this is, um, tell me, like, what was happening when you were constructing that scene? Because I think it's brilliant. Well, part of the um, the running theme of uh, If I Go Missing is that women criticize themselves a lot. So that's what Jenna and Elise have in common, you know. Jenna feels very insecure. She's a smart writer and talented, but she's always thinking about how someone's slighting her or she's not good enough, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not necessarily how people see her. You know, when I'm with, like, um, black luminaries, you know, like, thought leaders, I'm like, oh, I haven't read this, this, and this because I'm too busy reading about asteroids and how they affect your needle <laughs> chart, you know, whatever little thing I'm off on a tangent, like. Right. Yeah. The self-criticism of, like, oh, I'm, like, I'm too pop, right. you know, which is, like, also another thing that comes up often in this is, like, you know, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So you're, like, you're out there being, like, damn, I'm reading about asteroids. They're talking about, like, right. real shit. Right. And, like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> they're talking about, like, brilliant things, and they know, like, what happened during restoration and, like. How Harriet Tubman yeah. did blah, blah, blah. I didn't know until I was working on a story about Harriet Tubman. So I'm always like, am I black enough? You know, like, am I doing mm-hmm. the right things? Which I know I am, you know? Yeah. And black yeah. is so, uh, also I think people forget, like black people even forget. Black is multidimensional. It's a wide, wide river. Like, relax. If I want to focus on asteroids... There are other black people focusing on asteroids. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you've ta- you you study restoration. That's like it's fascinating <laughs> and it's cool. And I'll read your book later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's right. wild. And so, like, kind of when you were writing the interiority of Jenna in that moment, you know, it's kind of like echoing what you're talking about here. Yeah. Well, also, I wanted um, to create a world where uh, everybody is a jerk on some level, right? They're like, Jenna is like <laughs> so self-obsessed <laughs> yes. that it's a fault at this point, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, she's so also grounded at the same time. It's a weird combination. And uh, Gabby just brought that across. Like she knocked it out of the park. Let's talk about the foundation scene. I was just about to Which, (laughs) (laughs) please, please wash over me with, like, what was going on there. Again, it was like, (laughs) how can I show her being so insane? I was like, oh, yeah, she would put on Jenna's foundation. And it's like part, it's like a little bit of, um, what was that movie with uh, Boy and the Bunny? They recently made a a TV show about it. Glenn Close, Fatal Attraction. Oh. And it was like... So what about the bunny? This bunny <laughs> it's like the boiling the bunny moment, like the, where your obsession is. Yeah, no, like, no, I totally get it. <laughs> and I was like, but, her putting on, like, blackface, essentially. 
But she yeah. would never, like, she, it's a weird scene. It's a funny scene because she puts on the the black foundation, like Jenna's foundation, which is a, an obsession on a personal <laughs> level, right? And then she starts to imagine herself, if I was a black woman, people would miss me if I was gone. Like, she starts thinking, <laughs> would people care if black Elise went <laughs> missing? Girl, you've gone missing in your head. Like, come <laughs> back to reality. So it's like yeah. this weird. Obsession. And but like she, but it's interesting because she actually does come back to reality, and or she has some awareness, which she was. But then she loses it when she's like, "I couldn't post it on social media. I'd be eviscerated," <laughs> you know. And then you're, and then you're like, "Yeah." But it's because it's a bad fucking idea, you know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't do it privately nuts. either. You shouldn't do it privately. Yeah, yeah. This is the thing. You, like, you Get out of her do makeup it. bag. It shouldn't You're even weirdo, occur to you. Baby. It shouldn't even occur to you. Yeah. Right? Like, that would not cross my mind. Um, <laughs> no, no, you wouldn't do it. <laughs> Thank you, Pia, for the awesome discussion. This has been so much fun. And to the audience, thank you for listening to Rebel. And we'll see you next time. Come on back now, (laughs) you. If you've enjoyed this podcast, be sure to rate, review, and share it with friends. You can listen ad-free by joining Realm Unlimited at realm.fm or Realm Plus on Apple Podcasts. You can also find more shows like this one by following Realm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at Realm.fm. Revel is produced by Nicole Kreuter and Kaylin West. Associate produced by Devin Shepard. Executive produced by Molly Barton and Julian Yap. Audio editing by Kaylin West and Sam Bagala. Theme music by Hashem Asadolahi. Featuring performances by Hashem Asadolahi, Josiah Lamb, Alan Ferber, and Mike Forzano. Theme music mixed by Justin Morell. Cover art by Jenny Cheng. This season of Revel is hosted by Rhoda Belleza and Pia Wilson. You're listening to Revel, If I Go Missing, The Witches Did It. Created and produced by Realm, your portal to another world. Listen away. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. If I Go Missing, The Witches Did It is a Realm original production, created and written by Pia Wilson. Produced by Rhoda Belleza and Haley Wagreich. Executive produced by Molly Barton and Julian Yap. Directed by Amanda Rose Smith and Kaylin West. Starring Gabare Sidibe, Sarah Natacheni, Aaron Landon, Len Klingeman, Tony D, Alba Ponce de Leon, Tiana Camacho, Jordan Bielski, Eli Gonzalez, 
and Andrew Lee. Sound design, mixing, and mastering by Fred Greenhalgh. Additional editing by Corey Barton. Theme music by Hashem Asadolahi and Andrew Rowan. Cover art by Kendall Thomas. Executive in charge for Realm, Mary Asadolahi.